So I needed to fail. Failure is the greatest blessing that can ever happen to you, mm-hmm. by far, because failure helps you learn. Mm-hmm. It's it's not a loss; it's a lesson. What what the fuck did I? <laughs> the, yeah, Nipsey said. Yeah, the, turn the, the, the L, turn turn the the L, L into a lesson. lesson. Yeah. So I, yeah. I've always seen it that way. Because what's the first thing a coach says to you after you lose a game? Yeah. What do we learn from this? What do we learn from yeah. this? And I never was like, what, the, what are you talking about learning, nigga? We lost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But until you actually are passionate about something and you take a loss in it, you never want to go through that shit again. Right. And you would just want to learn from it. Right. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the My Mike and I podcast. I am your gracious host, Noah Alvarez. Thank you guys again for tuning in. Episode 156 of the podcast. And we have a very exciting and very wonderful guest for you guys this week but before we get into that be sure to check out true100radio.com spelled t-r-u the number one hundred radio it's a online radio station that we got going on podcasts like my mike and i are on there as well as front row seat a simple crime you're doing fine miha stupid geniuses the morning routine and plenty more we also got some articles up on that site too shout out to our boy rick for writing and cranking out those sports articles we're a growing platform guys so we appreciate any support that we can get from the very beginning we'll always remember that and be very grateful for that so check them out tru the number one hundred radio.com and while you're at it be sure to follow those pages on social media twitter instagram we're a growing platform guys we got a couple cool announcements later on in the year as well so really looking forward to that and sticking with the topic of social media be sure to follow the my mike and i podcast on instagram at my period mike and period i one more time that's at my period mike and period i i have a lot of fun promoting different artists that are on the podcast on that platform i also like to promote the audio and visual snippets I also like to take pictures with the guests when I record in person. So I do all that kind of good stuff. And for you guys to check out different snippets and different aspects of the show, so be sure to go check it out at my period Mike and period I. You can also follow me on Twitter at underscore Noah Alvarez, more of a personal account. I like to share my sports takes. I like to share the podcast, of course, but I also like to have other takes on there, music takes. I like to have pop culture takes, movie takes, TV show takes. Oh, it's, it's all it's all on there. So be sure to check it out at underscore Noah Alvarez. And I think the last thing, is there anything more to promote? Well, just be sure to like, subscribe, and follow the podcast. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, hey, it takes a minute to leave a rating and review. We, this, this podcast has been around for the better half of almost three years. It's been three years now. Obviously, it was under a different name, and it wasn't always this interview style. However, it's been going on three years, you know, and we could definitely use some more ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts to help draw new listeners in and give them an idea of what the show is all about. So I greatly appreciate it, guys. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and tap a rating. Go ahead and leave a review. It could be quick. It could be episode specific. Or it could be talking about, you know, all the nice things that, you know, I have to say, the voice, whatever. <laughs> whatever you want it to be, have fun with it. Leave a rating or review. Subscribe. Follow. Like the podcast homepage. All right. Now, can we get a drum roll for this week's special guest? This week's guest is a very, very special guest. You've heard me talk about him plenty of times, and if you listen to many of my different podcasts, well, you know who this man is. He's the man behind the plan of True 100 Radio. Really put all of this together and does a lot of work behind the scenes, too. One of the hardest working people I know 
and I can call him a good friend now after we've known each other for what a year and a half, maybe two. You have to tell me, Jamal. It is Jamal Boombastic. Uh, Jamal Boombastic is his Twitter name, but he's just Jamal Bostic. He's the. I mean, he's not the. He won't accept it. I think we talked about it in the conversation actually, but you know, he's pretty much one of the. You know, one of the main co-founders of True 100 Radio, and he really put a lot of this team and all this stuff together. And he's just a dope individual. You know, we, we both played football. We both graduated. Uh, we high school the same year, but different paths, obviously. He grew up in Buena Park. I grew up in different parts of Santa Ana and Orange. And somehow our paths crossed where we are today. And man, we have a lot of similar goals, but we also have a lot of different goals too. And we talk about how he became the man that he is today. So hope you enjoy the conversation with my man, Jamal Bostic and myself. All right, cool, Jamal. So thank you again for being on the show. Thank you for having me, man. You know, I, I, I feel like I finally made it in life. <laughs> relax, relax. On relax. my mic and I, man. Appreciate you know, that. This, this is dope. You got to remain humble. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for, you know, thank you for we're, that. We're just two humble gentlemen, man. No, yes, sir. No, this is real dope. You know, I'm usually here recording for my podcast, mm-hmm. you know, and helping you out with yours. But, you know, it's dope that we can finally, you know. Get this together, man. Yes, sir. The Mike and I Studios over yeah, here. Yeah, Mike and I Studios, man. AKA yes. my parents' garage. A lot of history has been made in this garage. Yes, yeah. a lot of, lot of, lot of history, even yes. outside of the podcast. Yes, I don't want to get into that too much. But <laughs> I, am I sitting on the chair? I don't. Nah, 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 nah. I'm nah. kidding. I'm kidding. Nah, um, over on that. Nah, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so the first question I wanted to ask you because I, I've known you and I've come to know this version of Jamal. These past, what, two years, you could say? Yeah. I didn't really know you before 2019. How did you get to this point, though? At what point did you really get into the wrestling, really get into the podcasting, the radio, everything that you do now? When did that all kind of start? Man. Let's see. All of this started for me when I stopped playing football. So around, like, 2014, 2015... Um, you know, I played football for Lincoln College. Um, basically, you know, the short story, I came back way too early from a knee injury, um, you know, trying to, you know, just come back, you know, get, get my playing time in, you know, just being stupid. And um, basically on a play, you know, my knee gave out, wasn't really fully healthy and ready to be back. So my knee gave out during the play and I, I got cleaned up. <laughs> I got cleaned up by a running back of all people. Yeah. But dude could lay hat, man. Uh, you know, shout out to my man. But no, I got cleaned up and, you know, I thought I was chilling, you know, you know, when the adrenaline's pumping, you know, you get a big hit and it's like, all right, cool. Like, you know, I got hit. Let's bounce back. Um, but after that, like the next play, it just seemed like everything was going in slow motion. Mm. And, uh, you know, I ended up just getting a really bad concussion. Um, so like, I had like two choices. It was like, all right, like you gonna have to sit this out, but you might have to consider like getting neck surgery or whatever. Oh, damn. Yeah, like it was kind of like that bad. And I was like, yeah, nah. I'm good. Like I, 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 I can comfortably walk away from football. At the time, yeah, it wasn't comfortable for sure. Cause I mean, I played football my whole life. I played sports my whole life, and you know, to to hear like, oh, this is it. 
was it hurt it hurt a lot and it took a while to get over right but um at that point you know um i i think i've said this before too like it it, it was a blessing because at that point now i had to be an adult yeah like i just turned 21 so now it was time to get a job and you know help my grandparents out with rent and you know get a car yeah and, you know you know all these things you know just adult life and yeah. um it, it it definitely life definitely turned around for me you know it definitely had its ups and downs a lot of downs mm-hmm. but um at that point it kind of just took like it was like maybe like a four month period where I'm just in school and I was like dang I don't really want to drop out but mm-hmm. like I don't know what I'm going to school for now at this point yeah cause like I you know my major was journalism but my major was really football yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. like I was going to school of course to play football I was going to class because I needed to be eligible to play football mm-hmm. you know honor student of course you know like I always had good grades but nah like football was going to get me where yeah. I needed to go and you know I I walked on you know in San Diego State I was blessed to be able to go there out of high school I didn't stay there long because yeah. my teammates got in trouble and I was just like you know maybe I should go back home yeah so you know and it was cool you know being at Fullerton I got to play with my cousin you know I made so many long lasting relationships and friendships you know like that Juco bond yeah. with teammates man like it's different bro yeah like dudes I still talk to till this day you know and it was just such a... And, you know, we were winning. <laughs> like, coming yeah. out of Boynton Park High School, you know, like, the seasons were cool, but, like, it was just fun to just win and just go out and just have fun playing football. Yeah. Um, You know, being able to live the life of a college student. Yeah. And partying constantly <laughs> and all that shit. But, um, basically, just... I had to figure out what else I was good at. Yeah. And, you know, growing up, my mom was a great writer, accomplished. She works in the music business, great publicist. And, you know, I was like, well, I mean, writing, I guess, is second nature to me. You know, mm-hmm. talking to people, you know, getting the news out. So I guess, you know, it's time to get into journalism. Yeah. So I took a class with my guy, Corey Neeland. Yeah, you know? shout out to Corey. <laughs> you know, sports broadcasting, you know. I, when I was injured, you know, during games I would be up in the booth mm-hmm. you know helping coaches and like giving them like you know the, the play sheets and stuff yeah so I was in and out of the broadcast booth all the time so yeah. I'd see Corey just at work yeah and just really liked what he was doing and um you know I'd pick his brain at times you know like I would talk to him just casual just sports stuff and you know we just became kind of cool yeah and um from there um I ended up going to Cypress College and joining the uh the communications and journalism program there mm-hmm. with, you know, Mr. Ron Mercer, you know, God rest his soul. Um, he ended up being the, actually the same advisor when my mom was there. Okay. So he taught me and my mom journalism um, at Cypress College. That's dope. And like, Two generations. And yeah, you know, and he was all, he's, I got to accredit everything I've done in journalism to him mm. in all honesty because he, he was on my ass about everything. The late thing. Yeah. Oh, my God. If there was any one person who hated me showing up late, it was him. Yeah. Because he'd call my ass out. (laughs) Bro, like, we'd be in the middle of, like, editor meetings. And, you know, I was an editor. So I'd walk in, and he'd stop. If if someone was talking, like, hold on a second. 
this, <laughs> he'd call me a diva. The diva just walked in. Oh, shit. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> He's like, so uh, so what did you do today on your, on your leisurely walk? <laughs> late, late to cl-? Bro, like, he'd just get on my ass about it. But he was like, you know, you're lucky I like you, and you're lucky your work ethic is better than your punctuality. Mm, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I was like, thanks, I man. I sometimes. And, say, bro, and I say it all the time now where I was like, yeah, I might be late, but, you know, at least, like, I make up for it with, you know, my work, right? Yeah. And, you know, you, you can't really knock that because, you know, it would be one thing if I was late and, like, slacking off. Yeah. You know, but... um, It's like, now this man's yeah. late and he's killing it. Yeah, you yeah. know. It's like Mercer was just... Mercer really just kind of you know just really was that driving force in me just doing what i do today nice and just giving me all the gems and tools man like he would show me like everything my mom did because mm-hmm. she was kind of one of the first people to cover hip-hop mm. in in like that college like like the school paper yeah okay so like she she did like a story on the miseducation of lauren hill Ooh, okay. And that made, like, the front yeah. cover of the newspaper. 96, right? 90, 97, 98. Okay. Yeah. And, like, she was, like, she would, like, have pictures, like, outcasts. Like, and this is, like, smaller shows. So this is before, like, the observatory was a thing. So, yeah. Like, in L.A., like, driving out to L.A., you know, just getting all these dope rap artists at these, like, small intimate venues, like the Viper Room. Like, yeah. like that. Because this is while she was interning at Interscope and at Capitol Records mm-hmm. so she had access to these things so she would he would show me like all of her old articles and stories and he was like every time I hear you speak or hear you or like like read what you write it reminds me of her mm. he was like I'm not saying you're, you are her he was like you two are totally different people like she was always on time yeah but, <laughs> she was but like she's like he was like I see He's like, it sounds cliche, you know, because she's your mom, but I see a lot of her in you. Like, mm. you're going to get far in this. Mm. He's like, you just got to get your head out of your ass at times. Because, you know, I was still the egotistical ex-football player. Yeah. You know, I was battling my own demons at the time. So, you know, the, there was just a lot of shit going on. I was trying to smash every girl in the newsroom. <laughs> I was I was just that guy, yeah, dude. Like, yeah, yeah. I was just that guy in the beginning. Like, I was, I was just an asshole. Like, like, I look back at, like, pictures back then. I was like, dude, I was the worst. Like, how did people just deal with me or yeah. want to work with me or l- want to listen to anything I said back then because I was the absolute worst man but mm. I think it made me better for just kind of just going through those because exp- you got to go through those experiences yeah you know? and um yeah my experience w- w- at the Cypress Chronicle literally is the reason why I do what I do mm. why I'm still doing what I do because it put me in a group setting it opened my eyes to a lot of things you know I didn't I didn't know a lot of gay people mm-hmm. then, but then I became damn their best friends with a lot of, you know, and understood yeah. and got educated on, yeah. on that, on that whole thing, what they went through mm-hmm. and, you know, and just, it just opened my eyes to a lot of things. Yeah. And it, for, while playing football, I was for sure scared to be myself. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I was always, like, a nerd and, you know, was into wrestling and was into hip-hop and, you know, anime and shit like that. But I couldn't talk to my teammates about that because mm-hmm. there are dudes from Florida and, you know, New York. Georgia. And, you know, you know yeah. from the hood. I'm only here for football. Like, we ain't doing that shit. You know? Yeah. So when I got there, like, I was able to, like, embrace, like, what made me me. Yeah. This is dope. 
I got I get to talk about wrestling and not get judged about it. Mm-hmm. You know, like <laughs> yeah, I had other people who watched wrestling around me. Like yeah, it was cool, man. And you know, another person I could you know really attest like that helped me was my boy Eric, man, mm-hmm. uh, who has the show that geek show on True Hundred Radio, and you know he's just my guy. You know, like. And he was older. I, I've always hung around older people because, mm-hmm. you know, when you hang around people older than you that have kind of experienced, like, yeah. things you're experiencing now, they can put you on game with everything. Yeah, you get wiser, bro. You know? 100%. And like, That's why that, I like hanging out with Corey and Mark, you know? Exactly, you know? They're just so, dropping gems. Just something. dropping gems, putting you on game. That's why I just love talking to my grandpa. And, yeah. You know? And just growing up, I just always hung around older kids. Yeah. And so, Eric, you know, he's an older cat, so he just always put me on to and understanding his story because, you know, older white dude you think he's got it he's had it made but yeah. like his story was crazy man like he grew up in Lakewood like you know he didn't have the best you know he still he still had things but you know and like he just gave me his perspective on his life when I was fucking nine, ten years old and what mm-hmm. he was doing you know and it was crazy you know and like we we met each other at a time where we were both like at our lowest of lows he was going through a divorce mm. You know, I was going through my problems and shit at home and, you know, with myself. So we were able to kind of just be there for each other through journalism mm-hmm. and come up with, you know, come through with, like, our ideas and, you know, and, like, just kind of just, like, everything we want to see, like, succeed within ourselves. And with that, we started doing the radio st- shows um, through the broadcasting team. And um, he would do, like, a live podcast and I would do a live podcast. Mind nice. you, I didn't know shit about live broadcasting at this point. Yeah. So I was winging it, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I would just set up the mics, set up the camera, and would just press record and just be like, this is this is how you do it, right? Yeah. And Mercer was like, no. And like, I remember after every show, every week, he'd just be like, like the, so like the first, so I was there three years, well, two and a half years. And... You know, the first year was rough because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just getting into it and just learning everything. But once again, ego, asshole. So I just assumed I knew everything. Yeah. And it was like, oh, this is easy. Yeah. But, you know, Mercer had to sit me down and Eric was like, no, nah, like, this is how you do it. Yeah. And I was take extra classes and really learn it because I'm like you know I really want to do this mm-hmm. I, I like this but like I can't have my mentality going into this so I really took the time to learn broadcasting mm-hmm. and you know learn the ins and outs of journalism and you know um, it took I mean I'm still learning you know yeah. obviously but you know you, you, I always say you can't if, if you go a day without learning anything you didn't seize your day mm-hmm. that's a good point you know so um, I sat back and learned the craft, man, and it really helped me appreciate radio mm-hmm. and really showed me how lazy of a fucking writer I was. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> I just ended up hating writing. Like, when I would have to do, like, because I interned for allhiphop.com. Shout out to Chuck. And, you know, we'd have to do write-ups all the time. And I hated it, mm-hmm. especially because, like, our deadline was, like, midnight. Mm. And I wasn't leaving the newsroom till like, 10 o'clock. Yeah. So, like... I'd have to come home and just get shit on the laptop and start writing. I was like, dude, I hate this shit. Yeah. I was like, it's more tedious for sure. Yeah, you know, I was like, if there's a way I can do this and just not have to write it, 
how can I do it? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh. Voice. <laughs> my voice. Yeah. Oh, we have broadcasting equipment. Let me learn what I need to do here so I can do it at my house. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was just learning more about the equipment we were using and, you know, more about broadcasting and just watching, you know, watching Big Boy do it. Yeah. Because my mom, she's real good friends with Fuzzy and Big Boy. So, you know, we always we always listen to Big Boy's Neighborhood. And, you know, Ryan Seacrest and, you know, all these, all these just, I just loved radio. I just listened to radio. Yeah. You know, Ebro, Rosenberg, like all these, you know, just all these dope personalities sway, you know, and... I just learned in just the ins and outs of radio. Mm-hmm. And it ended up in me buying my first mic. And uh, the first, so I brought, I bought this, it was like a $100 Sen, Sennhauser mic. Okay. And like a little, the mixer I have now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, yeah, that mixer. It was probably like 50 bucks off Amazon. Damn, okay. I've had that for six years, bro. The fact that it's still running. There you go, man. It's fucking crazy. And that's one thing too. If you treat anything with care, oh, I treat that thing. Yeah. I treat that thing with my baby, bro. Yeah, exactly. That it'll thing last. does. That thing doesn't touch the floor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've dropped my phone, my computer, my Xbox. Even that thing does not touch the floor. There you go. Um, that's how shit lasts, kid. You know, you right. Take care of your shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that was the first piece of like podcasting equipment I bought, and I had this, and you know, the XLR cable that I bought. I didn't even buy it. I my grandma had this Android tablet that she wasn't using, mm. and um, I downloaded like this like this voice like recording app. Okay, that would hook up to the mixer, mm-hmm. and just started would just record myself, just like every night, just mm-hmm. random shit. Like I would just be recording, watching myself watching TV. Oh, okay. Like, just, you're like, giving commentary? Yeah. You just sports or just anything? Anything. Like, yeah. I would... <laughs> there's a couple... <laughs> and I just found this flash drive, like, a couple weeks ago. I was watching Friends. Oh, okay. It was, like, yeah. a Friends marathon. Yeah. And I was doing a podcast of me watching Friends for, like, two hours. <laughs> yeah. This is also while I was, like, under the influence of banned substances. <laughs> so, yeah. it was just all over the place. Yeah. And, like, I would just randomly just do it. Like, just randomly just record myself just doing random shit. And then, it kind of dawned on me, like, especially, like, in the summer, because, you know, we weren't allowed to be in the newsroom during the summer. Like, we were, but, like, we weren't doing as much. Mm-hmm. So, I was like, dang, during the summer, I should start a podcast. Mm. And then, this is around the time, you know, I knew, like, a lot of my friends were like rapping so you know Travis Unspoken Views mm-hmm. um, and that was kind of like the base of like who I knew was rapping I knew I knew Mosaic cause you know he went to Buena Park and like all that stuff but like um, I didn't know him know him enough like at that time mm-hmm. to kind of just be like oh like hey like you wanna do like a podcast yeah like you wanna do like an interview so like I would just play I would just play their music and like at that time I was playing, like, random underground music, too. So I was playing, like, Flatbush Zombies. Oh, okay, okay. And, yeah, you yeah. know, like, Joey Badass before he blew up. Mm-hmm. And, like, things like that. Like, random, like, pro-era artists. Mm-hmm. You know? And, like, kind of just, like, underground shit. So I, I wanted to be the, like, underground hip-hop guy. Yeah. You know? Recording in my recording in my bedroom. Like, <laughs> just real, like, grimy yeah. shit, right? Yeah. And um, that's kind of, like, how the Sunday Night Wrap-Up started. 
and it was gaining zero traction. Mm. Mind you, I knew nothing of social media, okay. nothing about marketing. It was just, oh, if I play this artist's music and tag them on Twitter, they'll see it, right? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Um, so, um, dang. I don't even know. I think Travis was doing a show at, I want to say, Chain Reaction. Mm-hmm. And then I met a couple more artists then. And then I kind of just took a break from it. Like, doing that. Like, I was still doing, like, radio and podcasting at Cal State Long Beach and shit, mm-hmm. and editor in chief, and, you know, things like that. But, um, I took a break from it to start the wrestling stuff with GCF. Mm-hmm. And that took a life of its own. You know, shout to the team there, you know, Joey, Geo, Brandon, all them, Eric, who helps with that too. Um, you know, and so I, I focused on that for like the first two years. And really didn't come back into doing my own radio thing until I graduated from Long Beach and was like, dang, do I want to get my master's or do I want to intern and do like the intern thing again? Yeah. I was like, nah. Like, I the intern process is just fucking ridiculous. And there's so many people, you know, you got to be in line. Yeah. You know, like, I was like, if I can just build my own thing. I'll be straight. Like, I can do it. I have the tools. I have the resources. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just can't do it alone. So, fuck, how did it... Oh, so I worked security at a bar. Mm-hmm. Um, old Crow Smokehouse. And um, my boss, Todd, um, it was random how it happened, but I showed up to work late, as usual. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember he pulled me aside, so I'm thinking, oh, he's probably going to talk about me being late. So I'm, you know, whatever. And he was like, bro, how come you didn't tell me you did podcasts? Oh, okay. I was like, how did you know I did podcasts? And he was like, you posted on your story one time. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, yeah, I did. And <laughs> like, it's just like, it was like a random podcast, to be honest. And he goes, bro. He's like, and don't you go to college? And I was like, yeah, like I just graduated with uh, my bachelor's, you know, in radio and broadcasting communications. Like, bro, like, what are you trying to do with it? And I was like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, he's like, bro, like you should do something with like start your own podcasting network or a radio station. I was mm. like, I wouldn't even know how to begin. He yeah. Goes, well, he's like, I know a guy. Mm. I was like, okay. He was like, have you ever heard of Accelerated Radio? Hmm. I was like, yeah, actually, I have. Like, aren't they based in, like, L.A.? I was like, yeah. And um, he was like, I know the guy who's, like, an investor in it. Oh, shit, okay. I was like, okay. He was like, wait, who? He goes, he's a regular here. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> and, you know, we're, we're, the bar we were at, Old Crow Smokehouse, it's in Huntington Beach, Pacific City, so we get a lot of old, rich, white dudes. Mm-hmm. And the dude, you know, and... Basically, it's the demographic out there. Yeah, yeah, I was like, basically, what you saw last summer <laughs> when people were anti-mask. Anti-mask. How do you basically. mean anti-mask, bro? Man, listen, we've come a long. No, we haven't come a long way. <laughs> some of us, but. some of us have, but you know, evolution didn't hit everybody. Right, bro. only the strongest survived. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hopefully so they, hopefully they don't have kids. <laughs> yeah, shit. Um, so you know, he's like, oh, it's one of the regulars. I was like, who? 
He's like, you know, you you know, Max. You talk to him. I was like, oh, Max is cool. Max, you know, mm-hmm. it's cool. Older, you know, white dude had a mansion in Huntington Beach. Like, literally, like those houses that are like kind of like blocked off, like on Golden West. Oh, okay, yeah. Those houses. Okay. And like, I remember that night. You know, uh, he, he he walks up. You know, I was like, bro, why do you keep coming in here? Like, I'm going to check your ID or patch you down, bro. Just walk in. Mm-hmm. And then um, Todd Todd stops him. He's like, hey, this is the Jamal that I was telling you about. He's like, this guy. Mm. It's like, this guy? Because, <laughs> like, he didn't, he always just never remembered my name. Yeah. And, you know, I always took care of him. Like, you know, if he needed a beer or whatever, like, I would make sure, you know, he got his beer or whatever, you know, took care of him. If, if he needed one of, the, like, like a young chick, you know, whatever. Like I, you know, like hey, that dude's got money over there. He's looking <laughs> at you, you know. Just just talk to him. I was like, you ain't got to do nothing with him. Like, yeah. I was like, and if he is too weird, just let me know, and I'll you know take talk care to of him. <laughs> so you know, like he just knew me as that. And he goes, so I hear I hear you're really smart. And I was like, oh, this is a real good start. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this, this is cool. And um, I was like, yeah, you know, you know, I, I got my education. You know, I'm one of the good ones. You know, it, it's just playful you know banter yeah yeah he goes well you know uh i got this radio thing that i have no idea what to do with so if you want it go ahead what do you mean go ahead (laughs) like what is that you know he's like you know um and he was like yeah i own a building we have an office space in la habra and you know if you guys want to you know run your little podcast or whatever go ahead and Todd, you know, Todd and them, they're running their business out of there. And, you know, I went to go check it out. And we kind of just started the plans. And that's kind of how True 100 Radio started. You know, mm. Todd was kind of just like, you know, I don't know anything about this, so this is all you. And um, I was like, okay, well, let me see what I can do with it. And that was around the time I met YBG. Um, shout just, out to George. Shout out to George, man. But that was just on some rap shit. Like, he was a rapper. Yeah. He had a song out at the time. What well, was? He is a rapper. Yeah. He had a song out at the time. He's a, but I don't want to just limit him to a rapper, because I feel like he has a lot of other good ideas. He really does. Yeah. He really is the driving force behind a little... Of, not just a lot of ideas at True 100 Radio, but, you know, Let's Get It. Yeah. You know, you know things he's doing with this girl. Yeah. His own music, like, his brand. Like, he's he's really thinking beyond the music. And True. I, that's one of the things I really do love about him, mm-hmm. is how creative he is. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I met George on some rap shit, but, like, we just followed each other and talked to each other on Instagram at that point. Like, it was, you know, I didn't know he was at Titan Radio. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Kelsey Fullerton. Mm-hmm. So, when I finally met him, I was at one of these showcases, and, you know, put a face to the name. I was like, oh, shit, dude, like, you know, like, let's chop it up, you know, whatever, and, like, and find out we live, like, down the street from each other. Nice. So, now we started hanging out and talking a lot more. You know, smoked and shit. No, Grandma, I don't smoke weed. <laughs> you, know, but, um, you know, and then we we just became boys. Like, we just became, you know, real good friends, you know. And through him, I met Landy, met Jules, and I met you. Yeah. And what's funny is, you know, I think what initiated me meeting you was I was telling George, like, yo, there's this podcast called My Mic and I. Yeah. That I've been listening to lately. Oh, yeah? I was like, bro, like, if I can meet that dude, Noah, like, that'd be dope. And I was bro, I know Noah. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> like, come so on. So I already now. had him on the podcast by that time, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. He was like, yeah, I was just, I just did his podcast. And I was like, what? Yeah. 
and like I was looking, I was like, yo, like he had like a lot of my homies on the podcast. Yeah, so I was yeah. like, bro, like I think like he would be a great addition to True One Hundred Radio. Like mm-hmm. he's an established podcaster. You know, it would be good to kind of just get the name out. And then you know, I met you, and you know, you're a real cool dude. And um, you know, our relationship has kind of blossomed from there. I mean, you're a Celtics fan, but you know, we've, <laughs> hey. we've gotten past these things. It's of, all good, man. Hey. hey both of our superstars are in Cancun right now, so it's fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we have common ground there. <laughs> but, um, nah, man, like, I just think, you know, the start of True 100 Radio was just so fucking cool because it was one of those things I kind of could just kept talking about it happening. But now the fact that it's happening, man, it's just so crazy because for a long time I was that person that always just talked and never acted. Mm. You know? Mm. But I think I just had the right people around me this whole time. Yeah. That kind of just saw my vision and saw at times where I just felt like I couldn't do it, that they just took it upon themselves to kind of help. And I I feel like I can never take full credit of, oh, I started this shit. It was the village around me. Man. True. You know. And it's hard to do shit on your own. I mean, I know... In a similar way, you know, I always looked up to Bill Simmons and he has this thing going on with the ringer. And in my head, I think, oh, yeah, he did all this. Like, he put this all together. But, you know, there's probably a lot of behind the scenes stuff and it's a team. Bro, and, and that's how I feel about True 100 Radio. Exactly. It's like, you know. And the more I've learned about radio, I know that it wasn't just Big Boy doing this on his own. It wasn't nah. just Ebro doing this on his own. Um, and I knew I for sure. And, you know, at the start of it, for sure, it was the ego, right? that oh I'm gonna be the voice of Orange County mm-hmm. and I still probably could be the voice of Orange County I mean I ain't shit but listen <laughs> um, I feel like a lot of people fuck with us now and you know are going to start fucking with us now and we've built that relationship within our own relationships to yeah. where it's all kind of come together to where people you know I mean last week at the fucking bro at the show man that was super surreal man bro and it was one of those things where like I woke up the next morning and was like, yo, mm-hmm. was that a dream? Like, was I tripping? Like, there was no way people were just on stage giving us love and then mm-hmm. in the crowd kind of just like, oh, y'all are true 100 right Yeah. Like, they heard it. They had heard our name before. Mm-hmm. And it's it's one thing, like, cause you said George raps and he's also part of our team. It's one thing if, like, him and, like, let's say another one of our members of True 100 were, like, making music, putting our names in the songs. It's... But it's another thing to have somebody outside like Viliami or Devereaux. Shout out to both of them who shouted us out on the performance. Exactly. Viliami has that song Pioneers with YBG. You guys go go to check that out. Mm-hmm. But it's just crazy. Like you know, this is all like outside people too fucking with Louis. And, and they don't have to. Right. It's not like we're putting guns in niggas' heads like, <laughs> yo, shout us out. Yeah. Like it's just a genuine, like, yo, these are our guys. And you know, with Devereaux, like what? We were like the first interview she did. Yeah. You know, like one on the, the morning routine, yeah. like one in the first, mm-hmm. and you know you've had her on your show, like mm-hmm. so, like it kind of just started with that, and like with like unspoken views, like you know, one of the first interviews she did was on my show, yeah, with Travis Chase. One of the first interviews he did was on my show, yeah, and I had his whole squad in my crib, grandma cooking in the background, nice, fucking, nice. Niggas were smoking blunts in the parking lot outside, <laughs> you know, like. I think it just started with that like it just kind of just came from a place of like showing love like I've always just wanted to be that person where if I see something dope going on Mm -hmm. I want to just show that you know that person love 
and um, it's being reciprocated, man. It's it's just crazy, man, because I've always just kind of, at first getting into it, I wanted to be the person who, like Soldier Boy, like I was the first to do this shit, blah blah. I want all the fucking accolades, and now. I really take pride in being the person behind the scenes, mm. right? If I can be that person that, you know, help mold a person like Jacob. Yeah. You know, help mold, you know, that next person that wants to do this. Yeah, sure, even the kids to, that you work with, you know? Yeah, even the kids I work with that, you know, initially that, you know, I wanted to keep it under wraps that, you know, I did podcasting because I was like, you know, it's still Same. like whatever, you Same, know. Same, bro. <laughs> so it's just still kind of weird, but like a lot of my kids think it's cool because, yeah. you know, of course, they'll search your name up on Instagram. like, oh, Mr. Jamal does have social media. Yeah. You know, and they find out what I do and it's like, oh, like, how come you never talked about this? So I was like, oh, why would I just yeah. tell you guys like, hey. And I think it's weird to just like, at least from my standpoint, Cause then it seems like kind of like you're either bragging or cocky, like that's what that's one thing too. I've had a difficult time with like meeting new people and like when to introduce my podcast. Cause usually more often than not, they find it out on themselves before they like I tell I'll tell them and they always hit me like with oh why did you tell us you do a podcast and it's like well, it's kind of hard to start a new job or start a new like friendship with like oh yeah like check out my podcast and it's like yo like or know. even talking to chicks bro yeah bro. <laughs> And because at first you're just like, nah, that's kind of corny. If I'm just like, oh, I'm I'm a podcaster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Especially too, because like there's a somewhat bad stereotype around podcasters. You know, you know and <laughs> and you know, I never want to just be like, oh, I run my own radio station. Because to me, it doesn't sound cool because it's me doing it. Yeah. But when like someone's like just goes to your Instagram, it's like, oh wait, you do this? Yeah. That's dope. And I'm just like. You really think it's dope? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, because, I mean, yeah, it's dope, but, like, I didn't think it was that dope to tell you mm-hmm. about it, you know? Yeah. So, it's just, it, it's it's a weird profession in the point where, like, maybe, if, like, if I was more popping, yeah. you know, I would be like, yeah, you know, I'm on the radio. Yeah. Like, I run my own station. You yeah. Know? No big deal. But now I'm just like, ah, you know, I, yeah, I do the podcasting thing, mm-hmm. but, you know. It's 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 not it's not where it is yet. Granted, it's come a lot farther at this point than I thought it would. Yeah. But I think because we had more heads on it and more people at the table that had the same mindset that I had and saw the bigger picture, saw the same picture that I saw, um, it's gone a lot farther and it's it's where it's at now. Yeah. And just it's still growing. We got a lot of things coming up at the end of this year. Mm-hmm. That man, bro, I'm excited for. Yeah. You know, and that I'm glad that you guys are excited for. Hell and, yeah. You know, that we have a team that's bought in, bro. We're, we're like the Lakers in the bubble, man. We bought in. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know? And I'm just, I'm, I'm grateful for it every day, man. Because, you know, I, I just looked back and was like, man, what if I didn't make the decision to really go forward with this? Yeah. And, um, you know, not saying, you know, I would be out here living a life of crime and shit. But, you know, I'd probably just be suffering in a nine to five, man. Yeah. And like just being normal. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the coolest thing, too, going back to us working with kids and them kind of finding out about our podcast. I really like that the kids still listen to my stuff and, and working with different groups now, too, because at the end of the day, I feel like I'm seeing them, especially now the ones in high school and that I'm coaching them. Mm-hmm. You talked about it earlier, like your life is football, especially like there's a few kids on the team where I'm just like, their life is only football. Mm-hmm. What happens with 
let's say they do play at a JUCO, but what happens when you're 18, 19 years old and football ends? Then you're kind of stuck. And like, that's a big thing I really want to push is like, hey, like find something that you like really young and just like kind of run with it. And you don't even have to be like, get it right away. You can quit it. You can come back to it later whatever. It doesn't have to be like, oh, I have to make money from this now or like super go, you know, all, what is it? Like 10 go toes in, you yeah. can go all in. But the fact that like, because I struggled with that too. It was like after football, it was like, all right, well, what am I doing? Because I remember too, I, I, I went to Sacramento State with the like sole purpose. I mean, I did look at like communications and journalism. I did, but like, that was like, like that was an afterthought. Yeah, that was reason two and three. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. reason one was like, all right, Sacramento State, they have a football team, it's D1AA. I have a homie who play, I played high school with that I think like we have similar attributes and skills. You know what I mean, like he's bigger physically, but like, Skill wise, I know what I bring to the table. Yeah, exactly. I know what I can bring to the table, and um, and shit. Like within the first two weeks, you know, they had the open tryouts in spring, and I didn't make the team. And I was like, "Well, fuck! Like, do, like, do I go back home? Like, what do I do now?" You know? <laughs> yeah. And, and it was kind of it was really difficult. But I think that's something that all not even just football players, but any athlete that really is in a demanding sport and really wants to be the best at that demanding sport, it can be tough sometimes post high school, post college career. Cause like now what like your life was especially with like the NCAA, as you get to like higher colleges, you can't even work outside of it. You can't really do anything because life is practice, you know. And I don't say a football on field practice is four or five hours, but with weight room, with you know film, with coaches meetings, it's four or five hours a day. Study like you're around the same people all day. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then you got your classes, which take up another four hours probably a day, and, yeah. and then somewhere between that you got to fit like meals, social life, sleep. So yeah, it's pretty know, nuts. Yeah, like that that schedule's demanding. And there was even a point, like even after football, I was like, well, I mean, baseball is my second love. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> the beginning of baseball. Yeah, and that didn't end up working out because you know I still had that lingering fucking shoulder injury from my senior year of high school. Mm. So, and that was just a higher level of baseball. Like I stopped playing baseball for it. Like at least in high school, like at least I was working out towards baseball. Yeah, like, you know. What like, position? I was, I, right field. Okay. And then, and that was even the thing too, with college football. You know, I was playing D line, but like I was still playing, you know, offense, you know, tight end, shit like that. But once I got to college, it was like, no, nah, you're just playing D line. Yeah. And you know, college football is a grown man sport, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm five nine, five ten. These dudes are six three, six four. Yeah. Corn fed. 280. 280. Maybe even more. Fucking stat. You know, and I'm trying to gain weight. Yeah. You know? Oh, dude. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> and I hate that it's been the the polar opposite when I stopped playing fucking sports. Like it's so, <laughs> so easy to gain weight now. Yeah. But, you know. Oh, yeah, that works. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, um, you know, I think once I took my foot, and that's kind of when the injury started to pile on, was when I took my, because, I mean, I was going hard in the weight room in high school, like, trying to stay in shape on-field stuff mm-hmm. even playing basketball and incorporating like footwork from basketball into football like I was all in you know yeah um, so once I took a certain aspect out of my game in college football was oh I need to gain weight so I can keep up with these dudes so I'm not getting fucking pancaked all game yeah um, I think that kind of took my focus off the other parts right so you know you start to get hurt but mm-hmm. um yeah man like just adjusting to that and you know, going into baseball, you know, I was like, "Oh, I play right field. How shortstop sound? Excuse me, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, huh? 
<laughs> so just adjusting to that and it was like yeah, yeah no nah, like maybe this wasn't for me mm-hmm. you know and just you know I, I I was making the adjustments you know but it just wasn't where I was good at it yeah. wasn't meant for me yeah um, and that's tough too because I feel like we had similar experiences growing up and I feel like at least I'm sure I can't speak for your friends but at least my group of friends we all wanted to be the person who makes it out and to make it out in the area that I grew up in in Santa Ana specifically was like through athletics no one ever talked about like going to school or like blah 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 like this and I don't like the part of Santa Ana I grew up in wasn't like super like ghetto and if you looked at like overall like that median income compared to like a median income in Detroit I'm sure it blows it out the water you know so I'm not saying I grew up in the slums or projects but everyone like they're only like all their mindset was like oh we got to make it big at a sport we got to make it big at a sport but in reality like the percentage of people who do make it pro in any sport even if you wanted to play like basketball overseas or something it's ridiculously hard and you know it's crushing I think to find out like to play but when you have to stop playing it's crushing because then it's like well this is my whole life you know I don't know when you started playing football but I started at nine and it's like when I had to stop it was like shit yeah because it was like damn like all that time mm-hmm. it was like wasted essentially almost yeah wasted but like in a sense it's like well what now you know mm-hmm. yeah but yeah I mean in Buena Park um, I mean dang from the guys I played with five five or six made it to the league yeah um, that's pretty rare you yeah know, like that doesn't happen real, in high school real rare but you know those are dudes who just had fucking talent yeah you know Jalen Hawkins mm-hmm. Nick Needham on you know on the Dolphins yeah and you know what he contributed to that defense this year as a rookie like, yeah you know you know uh, my guy Josh Tupo plays for the uh, plays for the Bengals you know doing his thing yeah got a full ride to Colorado got in some trouble was able to come back to Colorado ball out you know he is where he is you know um, I think we're all part of the same mindset man like you know Buena Park just like Santa Ana wasn't terrible mm-hmm. you know we didn't have it perfect either but I mean we weren't like you know and you know a lot of kids you know we were all you know single single parent homes yeah you know raised by our grandparents you know um oldest oldest of the siblings you know we had to make sure you know our siblings were good um things like that um so it was always kind of just like that survive type of mentality right yeah you know we gotta i gotta make sure i do this so my family's straight yeah um and you know and we all had dogs bro like a lot of dudes I played sports with were just fucking athletes, man. Yeah. But something happened down the line to where that dream was gone. The off the field stuff, you know. Off the field stuff, whether yeah. it was an injury, you know, like getting locked up. Pregnancy. Pregnancy. <laughs> yeah. You know, I bought a park, you know, we was getting it, you know. <laughs> but no, like, I mean, just like, I think a lot of our just surrounding things that happened because you know we all hung we, we hung out with everybody so a lot of dudes that we were playing ball with our freshman year we weren't playing ball with our senior year mm-hmm. but we still hung around them and they yeah. were doing their thing so you know when things would happen like at a party or something we were around that yeah you know and um we had a coach one of our coaches my senior year he was a cop our mm. kicker, our kickers coach was a cop. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You guys had a kickers coach, damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> so I remember, like our head coach, you know, Coach White. You know, he was on our asses about you know just being a part of the community, being a better man. And yeah. All that shit. So I remember one time we had a party, and I guess he caught wind of it somehow. I don't know how mm. he found out that we were having a party. Was Coach White or the yeah, kicker? Yeah, Coach oh. White had. Okay. So he hit up our coach because he worked nights. Oh fuck! And he was like, "Hey, you know," and it was it was at the it was at the Polly's house too. So, mm-hmm. 
you know, all our Samoan homies, they all live in the same cul-de-sac mm-hmm. off 8th Street. So 8th Street was a pretty prominent street in Buena Park where, like, a lot of activity happened. Yeah, 8th Street and what? 8th Street and Kingman. I have no idea where that's at. Yeah. It, it's it's over by like Auto Center Drive. Or, okay. You know, like close to high school where the five freeway is. Like, yeah, so, yeah. So like there's a lot of things. Beach Boulevard is like the next street over. So okay. like, Beach you know, there, there's a lot of things that go on over there. Yeah. Um so that was also a real like heavily like at that time at least, the cops were just would pass through all the time. So, you know, caught wind and you know, this was a night where we were we had just won like a huge rivalry game so we were out bro Mm -hmm. and you know we had older siblings just older people around us so they were able to get us beer and shit yeah and we all looked older so like me and Josh we had full grown beards at 18 yeah (laughs) so we'd go and get swishers and shit and you know we'd get you know Go get Natty Ices and Four Locos and <laughs> Natty Ices. Oh Damn, my bro. God, bro. Penny Pigeon. And you know, you know, <laughs> right? And they were Tongan, so they would drink this shit called kava. Mm, never heard of it. It's like it's like root. Okay. I, I wish I wish I would ask Viliami about it. Like you'd be able to explain it better than me. But like, it's like a root that you mix with water, and it's supposed to like mellow you out, bro. Right? Like, on some chill shit. You know, that was when niggas started smoking weed and shit too. And um, every when I tell you everybody was at this goddamn party, everybody was at. There was probably four parties that year, my senior year, where everybody was out at. Like mm-hmm. even like the goody two shoes kids. Yeah. You know. And this was one of them, and a couple of our teammates, you know, was getting rowdy, man. And um, we had this gang called Eastside Border Park. Yeah. That was on the other street from there. Mm-hmm. So of course they rolled up trying to start some shit, and um, you know. A huge fight broke out. And, you know, people got their ass beat. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, there was alcohol. There was, you know, weed. There were, of course, that group of kids that did, like, NOS and, you know, oh, yeah, shrooms yeah. and shit. I understood that shit. They man. were, um, Why are you huffing the gas? I, you know, I'll never understand it. <laughs> Neither will I. <laughs> so, um, you know, that crowd of kids were there, too. And I just remember four cop cars mobbed through to the end of the cul-de-sac, bro. And me, I never got in trouble. So, I'm fucking running down the street. Mm-hmm. High as shit, drunk as shit. Um, I remember I had a girl with me, too. But, you know, and we all got our Buena Park football shit on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you're going you're gonna to easily spot us and know yeah. what school we go to, at least. That green is, what, what is it, green and gray? Green, green and black. Green and black. Yeah, green and black. And, um... Cops came out was like, yo, what's going on? Because I guess somebody called, you know, about a commotion. And, um, you know, there was a huge-ass fight. And one of our teammates had some shit on him. Mm. And got put in the cop car. Damn. And, um, you know, word got around. Coach found out. People got kicked off the team. You know, know, things kind of just started changing for us. And that was kind of where we kind of all just realized, yo, like... Shit's got to change, bro. Like, yeah. we can't just be doing, like, we're not trying to ruin our lives here, bro. Like, we're trying to, we're, like, we're trying, like, and this is at a point where, like, we were all just, like, talking about college. Mm-hmm. Like, before, that wasn't even a conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, what do we do after high school, you know? Like, like yeah, like, in one point, it was like, yeah, like, football's going to get me there. But, like, we were just talking about, like, yeah, going to college. Yeah. And, you know, 
a lot of my friends, you know, weren't able to make it to that. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of us were just like, yeah, we got to do something to make it out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my boys who were fortunate enough to make it to the league, you know, do some things or, you know, those guys that didn't necessarily, you know, who could have made it in football, but, you know, started their own businesses or yeah. own gyms or, you know, something. things like that. And, you know, Travis raps, mm-hmm. you know, um, me, you know, I'm, I'm doing my thing out here. Um, you know, a lot of us, you know, some went to the army, of course, suckers, yeah. but, um, you, know, <laughs> uh, you know, but like everybody kind of just made it out in their own way, whether right. they had their families and, you know, became family men, yeah. you know, working hard and, you know, not, you know, getting pulled into that life. You know, we all we all are really doing good for ourselves, man. I can't I can't really complain and say, you know, you know, we all became scrubs or fuck ups, you know, because mm-hmm. we all made a way. Yeah. You know, out of out of no way and all kind of turn ourselves around. So I'm really proud of like where I came from. Yeah. And, you know, where we came from, you know, where we were as kids and growing up and just being dumb teenagers and yeah. really knowing life could have went either way for us. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, but I think we all kind of just learned that early. And I think, in all honesty, not having that father figure around, you know, kind of molded us and kind of just making the right decision, mm-hmm. right? Because, you know, we had to take matters into our own hands. Or, you know, we learned, we listened to our coaches or, you know, people who are around us to kind of just be like, yo, you probably shouldn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I think, I think just that happening in our lives and all of us kind of just coming from that bonded us together mm-hmm. and you know it turned out for the best yeah I, I wouldn't change my upbringing for anything man like I know like a lot of people go back and just be like hey like if you could change all, I wouldn't change shit there would probably be one thing I would change but it has nothing to do with my life whatsoever mm. it's just an experience with this girl that I wish would have just went better yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's probably the one thing I, I would ever it. change in my life where I was like you know, I'd probably be married by now. Yeah. But like, that's about it. Because yeah, if if all these, like, trials and tribulations are meant to make you stronger, right? Whether it's the incident with the party or anything else that you learned that may be smaller. Right? Like, minute, like I, I had to go through these things. Yeah. Even failing with the podcast at first. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like if I just would have kept doing that podcast, I'd probably still be doing the podcast that way right now. Yeah. Better equipment, obviously, but, like, I just would have been in that box okay. and I don't think I would have ever evolved yeah. if I never would have just failed yeah. like if I never just would have saw those SoundCloud numbers like why am I doing this like nobody's listening Yeah, I would have never just been like alright so how can I get people to listen how yeah. can I turn this into a brand how can I turn this into something people would want to t- tune into Right. so I needed to fail failure is the greatest blessing that can ever happen to you, mm-hmm. by far because failure helps you learn. Mm-hmm. It's it's not a loss. It's a lesson. What what the fuck did I? <laughs> the, yeah, the, Nipsey the, said. Yeah, the, turn the, the, the L, turn turn the L, L into a lesson. lesson. Yeah. So I, yeah. I've always seen it that way. Because what's the first thing a coach says to you after you lose a game? Yeah. What do we learn from this? What do we learn like, from yeah. this? And I never was like, what the, what are you talking about? Learn, nigga. We lost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But until you actually are passionate about something and you take a loss in it you never want to go through that shit again. Right. And you would just want to learn from it. Right. So, with True 100 Radio now, that shit doesn't happen if these losses don't happen. Right. And I don't learn from my experiences. Mm -hmm. And I've learned from every experience I've had, positive or negative, Mm -hmm. and just took from everything I've learned. I mean, I've taken shit from you, man. Like, I've... 
like I've just learned everything from everyone around me. Yeah, you got to be a sponge. Got to. Yeah, absorb anything from everywhere. Because there's going to be a point in time where we have to teach somebody something. Yeah. Right? Us working with kids, we got to teach our kids something every day. Yeah. Whether it's some fucking lesson plan or some fucking activity. Even tying, even learning them, teaching them how to tie their shoes. Man. It happens. That's, I had to do that. <laughs> I, I'm glad I don't have to do that. You know, I'm glad there's other staff that do that. Because I'll just be like, yo, you're nine years old and don't know how to tie your shoe? <laughs> Fuck out of here. dude. Fuck. YouTube it. See, I wanted to say that, but then the kid almost started crying. I mean, no, me. I can't and say I fuck. Like, yeah, <laughs> you can't say fuck out of here. But, you know, it's like, come on, bro. Like, grow up. Yeah. Like, grow up. Yeah. You know, you can do all these other things by yourself, but can't tie your shoe? Mm-hmm. Who are you? Right. You know? But, yeah, you know, like, you, because, man, I'm at this point in my life, man, where I, I want to give the people the opportunities I necessarily... I had them, but I never utilized them. Mm-hmm. I never really, I took those, I took those situations for granted mm-hmm. growing up where if I like, I don't want somebody that I know that I see being 23 and just being at a crossroads in life, mm-hmm. you know? Cause when I was at that point in my life, I just felt like, yo, like, fuck, like what's the point? Mm-hmm. So now at 27, I, and, you know, I'm still relatively young, you know, like I'm still, you know. Hell yeah. We're all you know, young, bro. You know? And like, um, but I've just always had like this older mindset and mentality. Like, if it all ended today, if True 100 Radio just fucking was gone, if GCF was gone, what tools can I give to the next person to start their own True 100? Yeah. To, to have their own morning routine, to have their own my mic and I. Mm-hmm. I like that's that's where I'm at now mm-hmm. in this. You know, like I just want to give back. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the point of True One Hundred to me is giving back. Like I never want to take away a person's creativity. Right. You know, like I would. I'm never gonna be like, yo, Noah fucking your interviews are too long bro <laughs> nobody fucking no that's what makes you you that's what makes your show unique yeah that's what makes your shit cool yeah you know you know i, I would never tell george like stupid geniuses that's dumb change the name of the show <laughs> jewels you know uh maybe angie should have another cut i would yeah. never do that yeah shout to angie shout to jewels i love those two mm-hmm. you know but like no nah, like you guys are creatives in your own right and that's what makes true 100 radio so fucking dope right everyone here is creative everyone's doing something different we're not doing this it's not the prototypical radio station yeah where the show where the show's got to follow a certain formula correct or because i don't even know the fucking formula when i was at cal state long beach i learned nothing about commercial radio yeah let me tell you (laughs) let no what was your guys station called we were 22 west 22 okay 22 west Shout out to everybody that I learned from there, you know. But I, I, I didn't want to do the conventional thing. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to do my own thing and do it different. Yeah. So that's kind of how I approached everything. Even with GCF, I didn't want to be just a pro wrestling company. Mm-hmm. I wanted us to have storylines like WWE, dude. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted, I wanted shit to be interesting. I wanted us to build superstars from the ground up. Mm-hmm. So you know, guys like Chris Cadillac, who was wrestling for ten years but was looking for a different path in his career, mm-hmm. totally fucking reinvented himself in GCF was champion for two years great fucking reign you know and he helped us out a lot with mm-hmm. his knowledge you know you know guys like Freddie Helmuth you know great in-ring wrestler but nobody ever really got to see him shine mm-hmm. until he became a singles guy he was part of a team you know we put a singles title on him it was like yo just fucking wrestle 
guys like Jack Car- Jack Cartwheel, who's gonna be signed one day for sure. But he plays D three football at Chapman. Oh shit! Okay. Fucking when I tell you, he literally is like Christian McCaffrey, bro. Yeah. This kid can fucking run. Yeah. But he can also wrestle. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's like, crazy. Dude's got his options wide fucking open, right? Yeah. And like, so it's the people like that, man. Like that inspire me to really go out and do this shit, man. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't have been that inspired if I didn't have a team behind me that believed in me. Mm-hmm. And like that helped me believe in myself. I knew I had the talent to go on a mic and be captivating enough to get people to listen. Yeah. For two hours at a time, four days out of the week, you know? But like, did I believe myself to want to get out of bed and turn my shit on and do it? Mm-hmm. No. I, I feel like I'm my worst critic. You're probably your worst critic. Hell yeah. That's just the thing yeah. that we go through. Mm-hmm. But you got to overcome it, man. And that's something I'm still learning to this day. But, like, I've thrived in it because with that, I never would have got shared in a mattress on a podcast. Mm-hmm. I never would have met HOA Boss Man and was like, hey, let me help manage your music. Never would have met Aaron Rose. Mm-hmm. You know, never would have met you, you know, and, you know, chopping it up with you and... Never would have met Jacob, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, in meeting Jacob, you know, like he's always coming to me for advice, you know, how you should do things. I'm almost certain he does that with you too. And yeah. Like, just, you know, just talking to Jacob, just seeing like the light, his eyes light up when yeah. fucking you drop something deep or like when I drop something deep, it's like, but oh, like someone's actually taking this in from me. Yeah, yeah. It's you weird know? to be in the other shoes. Bro. <laughs> like I never took anyone serious enough that point to where I was like yeah like, I'm gonna apply this to my life yeah. until once again full circle Mr. Mercer man and I wish he was a, I wish he was alive to see kind of where we're at now because you know he always believed in me but I was like dude Mercer like whatever like but he was right essentially like mm-hmm. he saw what me and Eric can do and what you know Gerard can do what Sessie can do, you know, Sam, yeah. he believed in us as a group that we were, whether it was together or separately, like he yeah. just believed in us and he felt like, yo, since we're leaving, maybe I should retire because that's basically how he just ended. Like there was so much stuff that happened, you know, like on his way out, you know, with us, but like he knew that after us, there's probably not going to be a group like us. Mm-hmm. Right. So I remember, I remember the day I probably the one day I came in early, it was a deadline day for our last magazine of the year. Uh-huh. And I came in, brought everybody donuts and shit. Marcel walks in and was like, he looked at me and goes, man, I knew this day would be, you know, a lot easier. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? Cause you know, he was going through some health, some health problems too. Oh, okay. Damn. So, um. And he's like, yeah. And, um, you know, throughout the day, he was just saying just, like, random shit, just, like, quotables and shit. And, um, but, like, throughout the day, he would just, like, thank us, like, individually. And, you know, I remember (laughs) he got to me, and he was like, I thank you for the challenge. Hmm. I was like, what does that mean? He's like, you know, I remember when you first walked in, not knowing your name, not knowing who you know where you came from just thinking like oh he's not gonna be here tomorrow mm. and then you kept coming back and just kept getting better and wanting to learn more and you know everyone liked you you know but you know 
for a while I just didn't believe you had it until I actually saw you work. Dang. And, you know, when we started the radio stuff, we also did the sports broadcasting stuff. And I was producing it and doing commentary. Yeah. With a four-man team. Oof. And you know you need at least ten people. Yeah. To have a successful basketball pro, I had four fucking people. Yeah, that's tough. Me, my guy Keenan, who we were doing um, the commentary, and two camera people, and then I was running the main board and the main camera while doing commentary. And Mercer would watch me do that shit every fucking week, and I was like, wow. And I think I showed up late one time, but that was legit because of traffic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I showed Fuck up. Traffic. I showed up late. I showed up while the team was warm. It was a women's basketball game, and I showed up while they were warming up, mm. and nothing was set up. Ooh. And I was telling everyone, like in the group chat, I was like, "Hey, just make sure you guys have everything set up. You know how it's set up. Just set it up. Yeah. I'll be there soon." No and nothing was set up, so I came in pissed. I was like, so I got to set everything fucking up? The game's about to start in 15 minutes. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding? We still got to do a test stream, all this shit. And I'm sitting here just setting it up. And it was the perfect fucking setup we ever had. Dang. And like the most smooth game we ever did. I had my notes already ready because I had printed them out of my house, whatever. And that was probably the, the smoothest fucking production we ever did. They won the game. We did the post-game interviews. Like nice. it was Like it was just a smooth fucking setup and I remember like after it I had calmed down finally and Marshall was just like if you had this fire in your eyes every day mm. who knows what you can do yeah he was like you'll be on fucking ESPN <sighs> shit like and I was like dude stop dude like, <laughs> yeah yeah I just wanted to see it get done yeah it's like this is what journalism needs mm-hmm. people who actually want to see stuff get done mm-hmm. and that shit stuck with me for the rest of my fucking life because I was never, from that point on, even at Cal State Long Beach, I was never around people that wanted to get shit done until I got to True 100. Damn. That's what's cool. Like, we really mesh because we, one, like, I think, like you said earlier, we're our own unique individuals. The way Jules does things and George or you and me very differently. But mm-hmm. we all, we all want to, if we're going to do something, we're going to put our best foot forward. We want to see it get done. And I think that's what matters. And most. we can all come to agreement on it. Yeah. You know? Cause not to criticize our own generation, but there are a lot of people in our generation that like they have good ideas or they start things, but they're not great at finishing it. Or I, I'm a victim of it too. Yeah. Oh, dude, facts. Yeah, like you I mean, there's a lot of things I've started to that I haven't finished that I'm like, ah, like I need to well, do it. Well, because even you know, with the current huge event that yeah. we can't talk about really fully now, but yeah. I remember when I first presented it to you guys, and I didn't really have a plan, kind of just bagging it up. I was like, you know, we should do this. Yeah. And, you know, granted, this is also at the height of COVID when this was kind of being presented. <laughs> but also, it was kind of just like, yeah, no, we should we should do this. Yeah. And at first, I was like, yeah, no. Nah. I was like, ah, whatever. Like, uh, you know, they'll come around. But I remember now, when it was kind of, when it was finally presented with a plan and what we can do, and everyone else was kind of able to put their own ideas in and kind of make it what it's going to be. Yeah. I think it was finally kind of time that it was finally that time where we all kind of just really came together and was like, yeah, let's do this. Yeah. It's dope. And that, trust me, like, you guys keep me on my toes at all times because, <laughs> like, I'll have the most generic fucking idea. Yeah. And you guys put color. And <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm thinking, you know, too, yeah. Put everything on it that I just would have never thought of. Yeah. 
that's what I love about our team too. Not to get too much on a tangent on this, but like <laughs> I feel like I, I have good ideas, but I don't really see, like I don't know how to put things together. Mm-hmm. But like where like George, Jules, they're like super on top of like, all right, well then let's set up a plan for this and this, and I'm just like. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, and, but then, then you learn, like, okay, that's how you get shit done. I'm just like, oh, fuck. All right. That's why they, you know, we mesh well, you know? And then even with Landy, when Landy jumps in, it was like, yo, you know, we should look like, yes, we yeah. should. Yeah. And then even with you, when we were sitting at the fucking show, and you was like, you know what this, you know what this would be good for? I was like, yo. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. like, you know, it comes, you know, it comes at random times, but, like, you guys are for sure the glue that has put this together, man. Yeah. And, you know, we can only go up from here, man. I feel like the best is yet to come for this group. Even you guys individually. Like, mm-hmm. I can't wait for the day this fucking podcast blows up. Appreciate that. And man. we're in a full-on studio. Yeah. And, you know, you inevitably leave us, mm-hmm. you know. Nah. And when George... <laughs> you don't know that. Come on. <laughs> and, you know, when George is popping, you know. And, yeah. You know, when Jules is popping. I, I, and, you know, I, I know, I know, you know, we all aren't going to be here forever yeah you know so i i can't wait for the day that that happens yeah and you know i can say like you know this was the group that started this you Mm -hmm. know and you know it's because you know you shouldn't box people in man like i'll you know i'm not gonna hold y'all niggas captive man like you know that that's why like originally like even with all the shows Mm -hmm. i was like yo like you guys are free to do whatever you want uh-huh. Like you're just the show on the network. You're just the show on the station. You know? Right. Obviously, you know when things start to change with the station, you know that'll change a little bit, but it won't. Right. Um, but yeah, man, no, this is a real suck. Like you're not gonna get a group any better. You know, like we're just a real cohesive group. Man. Yeah. All across the board, man. Even even our guy Rick that does you know the sports articles. Mm-hmm. You know, from all Vince the way and Chewy, <laughs> fucking Vince and Chewy, man. <laughs> Oh my god. I fucking love their show, man. Oh my Vince, if, if you're watching this man, Chewy, I hope you're safe wherever you at, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh listen, I, I I love those two man. Yeah. And man, the OSP guys, dude, like yeah. Maserati Maserati's a huge part of this too. Yeah. Maserati literally, you know, we talk the vet, bro, he's the vet of the group. Um, you know, and, you know, I talked earlier, you know, about hanging around older people, you know, and just, you know, just getting knowledge and wisdom. He's probably the one person that I've gotten so much knowledge and wisdom from throughout mm-hmm. this whole pandemic. Yeah. Because what I met him literally this time last year. And at this point, it's felt like we've known each other for fucking years. And he even said it the other day on his podcast, like, yeah, you know, like, I don't know what it was about Jamal, but, like, when I first met him, like, you know, I was ducking him and shit, like, because he was, like, he really was. <laughs> but I think it was until, like, um, I showed up to his basketball event last year. Okay. And brought my Zoom mic. I was like, hey, can I just get an interview real quick? Just a quick, just, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, the tables. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, And, like, I think he kind of just, like, saw it and, like, you know, like, oh, like, he's real legit with this shit. Like, he really, and, like, we sat down and talked like outside of that for like a couple hours man and like i just got to pick his brain and kind of just like mm-hmm. get like his life experience and stuff like that and like we just really became cool and he really believed in what i was doing which was on the radio nice and he liked you guys <clears throat> and you know he really wanted to be a part and help any way he could yeah and he was like you know like i just i just want to see this succeed and if you know however and i was like bro like i want you a part of it mm-hmm. like 
whether it's behind the scenes, you have a show, whatever. And, you know, it started off with him having a show, talking with Maserati. But, yeah. you know, now it's starting to evolve into some, like, behind the scenes type shit. You know? Yeah. And, like, I... I there, there's very few people whose opinions and, you know, ideas and thoughts that, you know, I really take into consideration. He's one of those people. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's you guys, you know, you know, the board, you know, us, uh, you know, us and, like, him. Mm-hmm. Like, where, when it comes to this... You know, there's very few people. That, yeah. You know, take consideration thoughts from, but like he, for sure, when he calls, I listen, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, when he hits me up, but then he, I listen, bro. And like, I, I'm really glad that we all became close. Yeah. Throughout I, this year. Yeah. You know, and, you know, because y'all, man, y'all kept me going, man. You know? Yeah. Whether it was those FaceTimes <laughs> through the pandemic or, you bro. know, whenever we were able to be outside in some capacity mm-hmm. all the way to now, man, and, you know, beyond, bro, like, y'all, y'all became my closest group of friends, man. Mm-hmm. Not even just partners or whatever, or just coworkers, like, friends. Yeah. Like, friends, yeah, you know? Yeah to you know like we know about you know parts of each other's lives that you know other people <laughs> <laughs> that maybe we shouldn't nah <laughs> you know that other people don't man and you're like you guys are just real dope people to talk to real easy people to talk to you know yeah we're all of the same age range and you know we're all going through either the same thing or gone through the same thing you know so it's just real it's just real good to be around yeah a group of people finally hell yeah that you know understand and you know it's just real cool it's real refreshing yeah hell so yeah. I'm, I'm definitely blessed to be in the space that i'm in so you said earlier we can't talk about the event no the most i will say about this event all right is that we have a huge announcement on true 100 radio yes, sir. soon stay tuned stay tuned so you might want to follow us on all of our social medias yes um and just listen to all of our shows like i don't know why you don't listen to our shows but if you're listening to my mic and I, which you, you, you've probably listened to Morning Routine right before that, but if you don't, you should listen to Morning Routine, because you'll get a lot more information about this event on Morning Routine. So this airs Monday at, at noon, my mic and I, on True 100 Radio. So tune in at 10 a.m. I, you know, we're, we're all up early. Now, yeah. You know, um, you know <laughs> we're, summer. we're still in a pandemic. Our sleep schedules are messed up. It's fine. Yeah. Um, and you know, we'll, more details will be coming soon. We got dope, we got dope artists coming through for this. We got a dope venue, really dope host for this thing. Yeah. When I tell you, this hosting lineup, <laughs> bar none, the greatest host, might maybe even more entertaining than the artist. Who knows, Ooh. bro? <laughs> this host, this is going to be a very fun, very dope event. I can't wait to announce it mm-hmm. and for it to happen but the pieces have been put in place ever so quickly i didn't think it would I yeah this has been really i think you been, want i want to say we pitched i mean we had talked about this idea maybe like six months ago but yeah, i want to say again, but we like, actually kind of like like less than a month put ago, another right? fire under this idea maybe like three weeks ago yeah yeah under a month yeah and, you know, we've been updating, you know, I mean, we can't get into the True 100 logistics. True, true, but, true, 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 true. But no, so just be on the lookout by mid-July yeah. for the announcement of the big True 100 event, whatever it may be. And, 
it'll be a big one. It'll be it'll be big for the area. Yes, sir. For sure. Love that. It'll be big for the area. Love to hear that. Really appreciate you again for taking the time. Thanks for having me, man. I know. Yeah, of course. I know. You know. Best podcast in the OC. So, hey. you know, I, I know it took forever <laughs> to get me on, but you know I'm, I'm glad I'm on. I'm, I'm famous now. I guess like I got some. Mama, <laughs> I made it. Mama, you know, you know, we out here. Yeah. No, thanks for having me, man. Of course. I really, I really love your show, man. I love. You know, even though you have like a million shows on Radio, <laughs> um, I really, I really love what you're doing, man. Appreciate that. Working hard as fuck. I don't know how you're able to balance all this. You know, I looked at my schedule and was either. like, how do I do this? But you work at the Boys and Girls Club, you coach, you got 10 podcasts, you know, I don't know how you do it. Yeah, you, you find time to exercise. Like, who is this man? Like, what the fuck, dude? Like, <laughs> I don't go out that much, man. <laughs> you know, I was like, how does this man do it? But uh. he goes on road. Like, he just finds all this time to do these things, like road trips and shit. I was like, what? I wish I had <laughs> time to spare, you know? I barely got time to play video games, man. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, I love everything you do. I'm glad you're a part of the team. Course. And you know, I, I thank you for having me on. Yeah. Man, you know. Before we go, I like to ask these fun questions at the end. Oh, this is my favorite part of the show. Hell yeah! I'm ready for this? If you could have any toppings on a pizza, what would they be? Okay, so since I am a normal person, <laughs> any toppings on a pizza? So, um, <laughs> pepperoni, sausage, mushroom, onions, mm-hmm. pineapple. Okay. I like how you stuck the pineapple in at the end. Yeah, yeah. Because you would have got judged for it in the beginning. Exactly. Yeah. See? Some people still might judge, but I feel like it's just not. But as see, much. but all the good shit is off, so you're at the point where you can just pick off the pineapple. True. And yeah. Stop fucking complaining. <laughs> you know? I respect that. Yeah. All right. But the sauce, though, mm-hmm. I thought it was weird when you brought it up. Alfredo sauce on pizza. <laughs> it's doable. See? See, that's what I'm telling you guys. Bro, I'm not going to tell you try it. I, I judged the fuck out of you when I heard you say that. I was like, no. Bro, pizza well, press. I, put I, me on I, to that. Yeah, pizza yeah. press. Shout like, pizza press. White, it was like white sauce, pink sauce, or the red sauce. And I'm just like, all right. Pink sauce? That? Yeah, so apparently their pink sauce is just Alfredo and marinara mixed. That's... But it's not... To me, it doesn't hit the same. Yeah, no. Yeah. Alfredo sauce on pizza. It's It's... It's still a part of the pot. Like, y'all niggas need to open your palates up more. There you go. <laughs> Next question. If you could talk to any five people, dead or alive, who would you want to speak with the most? Damn. Dang, anybody dead or alive. Mm-hmm. Damn, okay. One. Let's see. One would be... Damn, this is tough because there's so many avenues you can yeah, go with it. Yeah. Let's go with. I'd want to talk to Mac Miller. Mm. One, just kind of just. He just seems just like an interesting dude. Like you can just have like a real good conversation with him. Second, I'll talk to Malcolm X. Mm. Um. Third, dead or alive, right? Yeah. John Cena, why not? Mm. John Cena, Malcolm X, Mac Miller. That's a podcast right there. Hell yeah. That that's a that's that's a fucking episode. You couldn't see John Cena, but I mean that's alright. Like <laughs> Um four I'll talk to Kobe. Oh, hell yeah. For sure. You gotta talk to Kobe. Five, this is gonna get deep. And I hope this is the part of the podcast where my mom is like, Alright, I'm busy. She catches a phone call. 
but I talked to my pops, man. Mm. You know, uh, rest in peace, man. And, and not even on no like hateful shit. Just like you know, like I feel like a stigma that goes on with fathers who leave. Mm. Essentially, it's just like. I mean, no one's ever ready to be a parent, but, like, there's a lot of pressure that comes with being a parent. 100%, right? yeah. Responsibility, all that shit. And if you're at an age where you're just not ready to handle just life in general, of course you're going to leave. Yeah. So, I mean, of course, you know, I'd ask him about that, but just, like, other things. Just really understanding, like, his way of life and how he thinks and things like yeah. that. Yeah. Just to really just kind of just understand him as a person. Because, mm-hmm. I mean... I feel like you can't hate someone you don't know. True. Yeah. I met the guy once. Hmm. And didn't really know him. He didn't really know me. Yeah. So, you know, like, I can't sit here and be like, oh, fuck that guy. He left us high. My life was just fine with him or without him. Yeah. You know? So I'd for sure talk to him. Right on. Yeah. There you go. If you were stranded on an island, but food and water provided, what are three things you'd like to bring to pass the time? Can I bring another human? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. People have done that plenty of okay, times. Okay, so listen. <laughs> Who'd I bring, though? <laughs> you can leave it vague. Damn, I feel like I can't even say it because I'll get in trouble. <laughs> there's someone in my DMs mm. that I would bring. Okay, there's one. Fuck, I'm going to get in trouble for that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, two seconds. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'd bring my podcasting equipment. Of okay. course. Come on. There you go. Third thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'd bring, I'd bring my vinyl collection and my record player. Mm. I feel like I have a very eclectic vinyl collection. Nice. Yeah. And I'm adding to it. I just ordered the Magic Jordan's, Magic, Magic, Magic Jordan's first album. Okay. On vinyl. Um, yeah, I just got like a lot of, I mean, a lot of albums that my grandpa gave to me on vinyl. And just, just like, you know, I got Machiavelli and you know, shit like that. You Jeez, know? Like, okay. you know, I, I, got, I got a real different taste in music. So right. yeah, I'd, I'd break that. Oh, man. So that's how you woo the ladies, huh? You're like, oh, come With over. Rec- I'll play it on the record for you. I wish I would be that cool <laughs> to pull out a record player when I have a chick in my house. Um, That'd be hard as fuck. <laughs> I wouldn't even know where to put it in my room, to be honest. But no. Oh, okay. Um no, I mean, I you know, I get in with the playlist. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's more of the charm. Yeah. But, yeah, no, like, the playlist, I feel like, is, like, like like the the dot that dots the eye. Yeah, um, yeah. I feel like I fucked that up. <laughs> so I, know, I know what you're saying. Yeah, like, the playlist is for sure what sets them over the edge. Okay. Because at that point, they're already there. Yeah. So, like, you know what time it is. Yeah. But the playlist is like, oh, wow, this guy has taste. Yes. Substance. You know? <laughs> yeah. You know, so, yeah, yeah. All right, cool, cool. If you could be reincarnated to any animal, what would it be? Fucking A. Damn. This is... <laughs> this might be a somewhat controversial answer, but this has the explicit thing on it. So, you know, a lot of a lot of zoo animals kill white people, right? Mm. I'm not a huge fan of white people myself. <laughs> so, um, I would have to say... Rhinos, man. Ooh. Why do we fucking with these rhinos like a motherfucker, man? Like, what? Wasn't there a species of rhino that just went extinct? I don't want to butcher it, but I, I believe it was like the white rhino, the white yeah. horned rhino. Like, so, northern. So Africa. I would come back as the last white horned rhino mm-hmm. on earth and just start piping these white people up out here in South Africa. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's kind of sad, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be like Kung Fu Rhino, bro. Like, that'd be like a <laughs> straight Fu, yeah. up like, movie. Yeah. Like, made. Yeah. Damn, all right. That'd be some tight shit. That'd be some dope shit. Yeah, that would be a true 100. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Five years, we get to some. Getting to some cinematic <laughs> shit. <laughs> This Copyright this idea, Noah. <laughs> yeah, Copyright yeah. this clip. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then last question. <clears throat> if you can give any advice to your younger self, what would it be? Oh, man. There's a lot of advice I'd give my younger self, bro. Oh, fuck, dude. Listen. Mm-hmm. I tell my younger self to listen, man. Younger, younger me did not listen, bro. I was smart kid good kid but I was stubborn man yeah like I I felt like I knew everything I felt like I knew the world I felt like I you know was on top of the world you know I felt like you know nobody can tell me anything mm-hmm. you know I would tell myself to really listen not like not listen with your ears listen with your mind is what mm-hmm. my grandpa would tell me and I would just really soak in information that people were trying to tell me and um apply it listen and apply you know don't don't just talk about it, just be about it. Okay. I still gotta tell myself that shit today. So yeah, it's yeah. That's sure. so. Listen and apply. Shit. Well said. Yeah, you know well, I try to. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, man. Go ahead and promote anything you like to promote, whether it's a station, your own shows. Listen, y'all, anything just else. Check out True One Hundred Radio, man. The number one station in Orange County, all of Orange County, not that other station that's out there. I don't even remember the name of it. Um, Something about like a freeway, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's not even in Orange County. It's, like, <laughs> it's over in the hills. Um, True100radio.com is where you can get all of the content. So all the dope articles, you know, that myself or Noah or Rick writes. Yeah. Um, I don't really write anymore though these days. I know, but, you know, you're still on there. I you try still, to. You still get credits. Um, yeah. You can see all of the video interviews. So, you know, my Mike and I stuff, morning routine stuff, um, any video content that True 100 makes, you know, on our YouTube channel. Um, you know, listen to the morning routine Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 12 noon. Um, what else? I mean, follow GCF if you like wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, listen to my mic and I, man. Hey. Listen to what's with, Listen to Front Row Seat. Yeah. Front Sip row of seat. Crime. Yes. Um, what, what's the other one? Double, Double Down, Down Sports. Sports. You know, just support support all up and coming creatives and artists, man. Because once they blow up, don't don't pretend like you know us, man. Yeah. Please don't. Yeah. And just stay tuned for that big announcement, man. It's coming. It's coming soon. It's coming what about, soon. you don't want to plug the OnlyFans account? Oh, the True 100 <laughs> OnlyFans. <laughs> <No>. is... <laughs> the True 100 OnlyFans is coming soon. We're, we're having the calendar come out. We got the calendar oh, shit coming. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I need some whipped cream. Yeah, yeah. You're looking at Mr. January right here. That's, that's why I got the arms out early. So... <laughs> <laughs> it's a pleasure having you, man. Thanks, my man. Pleasure being on, bro. Boom, that's going to wrap it up for another episode of the My Mike and I podcast. Hey, be sure to like, subscribe, follow the podcast one page on whatever platform you're listening on. And while you're at it, be sure to check out true100radio.com, spelled T-R-U, the number one, 100radio.com. There's plenty of podcasts up on that website. We actually have a live stream, so you can listen to My Mike and I podcast Mondays at 1 p.m. You could do that online radio we're a growing platform guys we have different events coming up later this year that we're really excited to announce i wish i could tease it but we can't you know like uh like tupac says i hate to sound sleazy but tease me i, I think i messed that up but you know what i'm saying um <laughs> we have a bunch of cool stuff up on true 100 radio so be sure to go check that out again that's tru the number one 100 radio.com 
can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us on Instagram. Just search up True and Hungry Radio, spelled the same way. Also follow the Mike and I Instagram page on Instagram at my period Mike and period I. One more time, that's at my period Mike and period I. You can follow me on Twitter, my personal account at underscore Noah Alvarez, and be sure. I think I already said like to subscribe. Yeah, leave a rating review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. And like I always say at the end of every show, man, hope you guys continue to battle whatever obstacle you are facing at this current moment of your life. I hope you continue to chase your dreams, not checks. I hope you never stop seeking knowledge. Remember, knowledge is power. People at the top don't want us to have that kind of knowledge. Continue to educate yourself on different subject matter. And continue to stay safe out there. It's June 19th that I'm recording this. California's back open. I believe a lot of other states are back open. But still be respectful, you know. I know some restaurants, some stores may still have you wear a mask. Even if you're vaccinated, man. Just be courteous. Common courtesy. Have a heart, all right? They don't make the rules. I'm sure some corporate CEO is making all the rules that require the mask. Regardless, just be safe, be courteous, be considerate of people other than yourself. Remember, we are all on this planet together, one human race. Man, we're just trying to, what is it, survive and thrive and strive to be the best. But also, let's, you know, step up as humans. I I guess I'm kind of rambling, so I'll cut it off there, guys. Again, thank you for listening to another episode of the My Mike and I podcast. I'm Noah Alvarez, signing off. Till next time.